This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us. Cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Stuck back for Arfield. What a Berlin! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Goal! 
Michael Kidd! Oh, that's Come justice! On! That is justice that they have experienced! Barely a level and deserve to be! Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Revan, ahead of this weekend's clash against Wigan Athletic at Turf Moor. It's another team down there, another team fighting for their lives. Um, last couple of games, Blackpool struggled, obviously, finished 0-0. Uddersfield didn't struggle, won 4-0. Um, so somewhere in between would be nice, 2-0, I'd take that right now. Um but yeah, we struggled against Blackpool, didn't we? I'll just quickly go over that again. Um, I know I've done a 60-second review of the full-time show, but I always like to look back at it just before the pre-game show, um, just so we can all remind ourselves of how we played. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the Burnley that we know from this season. I know a lot of people are saying, well, we could have easily won their goalkeeper had a decent game, and he did, you're not wrong. Um, especially the save from Teller uh, late in the second half. It was a very good save. But the Burnley of all would have won that game, I think, quite comfortably. Um Obviously, Brownhill's injury didn't help. Uh, Martson being out didn't help. Um, picking up a few injuries now, um, and that is a little worry for me. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, I'm recording this on Wednesday, so we'll see uh, where we're at with injuries in the press conference uh, with Vincent Company and a player on uh, Thursday. Hopefully, Martson's back. Hopefully, Brownhill's isn't as bad as it first feared, but from what I'm seeing on Twitter, it's looking like he may be out for a month, but don't take that from me. I, I don't know any... That inside knowledge, that's just something I've seen on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I do think the injuries are catching up with us a little bit. And I think the games are catching up with us, up, up with us a little bit. Um, it were like a lot of Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, wasn't it? Um, thankfully, we've had a week off this week, whereas Wigan haven't. They played last night against uh, Birmingham, I think it was. Um, I know, I'm wrong. Barry's shaking his head. I can't remember who it is. Well, that's Barry in a second. I've got a Wigan fan waiting. Um, who was it? West Brom. It was West Brom, weren't it? Barry's not in his head. There we go, yeah. Uh, and they got beat, but they only got beat 1-0. Um, and just looking at some of the results uh, of Wigan uh, recently, they do look a bit more solid than what, what they did earlier in the season. Of course, I think our biggest win of the season this season is at Wigan, um, 5-1. I know we beat Huddersfield 4-0 as well, so it's the same gap. Um, but but yeah, I was at the DDW Stadium that day. We were fantastic. We were just lethal, absolutely lethal. Every attack turned into a goal, but... Um, yeah, we're going to need to play better than we did against Blackpool. Um, I just don't think we moved the ball quick enough. It felt a bit like the Fleetwood game, but I think that's what it is at the minute. I think teams are just going to come up against us, sit back and then say, break us down if you can. Um, admittedly, Blackpool in the last five minutes did counter-attack quite well and quite regularly, um, but ultimately it didn't... Um, Get a goal. They didn't get a goal out of it, is what I'm trying to say. But um, yeah, all they wanted to do was stick two backs of four at the back and say breakers down, and we couldn't do that. Fleetwood did the same, and we nearly couldn't do it against them. Thankfully, we brought them down in the 85th minute, whatever it was, um, and got our place in the um, quarterfinal of the FA Cup, which I've got tickets for. Looking forward to that. It's going to be my little boy's first ever away game. I don't know if I'm going to regret that yet. He's only been on the turf a couple of times, and once I nearly had to take him home early because we were crying, so um, we'll, we'll see how we get on with that one. But enough of that chat. Let's bring Barry in. It's, of course, Burnley versus Wigan, and this is Barry from the Progress with Unity Wigan Athletic Podcast. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so let's talk. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Let's talk about your season then, if if I may. Apologies if this brings any sort of like negative thoughts into your head about football. Um, but yeah, bottom of the table at the minute. Um, you do look stronger. I, I know we've just been talking off air, but you can tell me what you tell everyone what you're just telling me. Like I'm looking at your results at the minute, 
Um, I'll just quickly get them back up on my screen. So your recent results are... Um, so last night, lost against West Brom, but only 1-0. Uh, then you drew with Birmingham 1-1. Lost at Preston 2-1. Um, then 0-0 against Norwich, you know, which it's not a terrible result. 1-1 down at Bristol City, not a terrible. Beat Huddersfield. Drew at Blackburn. Uh, so they're looking like, you know, better results than what they were earlier in the season. So are you a little bit stronger at the minute under um, Maloney? Yeah, well, all those results have come under Sean Maloney. So mm. it's uh, it, it, it's not a new manager bounce. I think he's put a belief in, into the into the club that wasn't there under Cole or Toure. There's two ways of looking at this. I mean, personally, I think I feel we got relegated when we sacked um, Richardson in, in November because uh, we didn't, I mean, if you're going to sack a manager, you've got to have, at that time, we was falling down the table. You've got to bring somebody in who knows what they're doing. And we brought somebody in who hadn't a clue, and it went from bad to worse. And then also, you mentioned the, the Preston game. Um, if you're going to pinpoint any result in a season, that's done you. For me, that'll be the one. Uh, we was 1-0 up. Preston were shocking half-time. Uh, all the fans very fearful about about their own form. We know what they've been like at home. And uh, for some bizarre reason, uh, four minutes into the second half, Tom Bramall, the Premier League referee, pointed to the penalty spot. I mean, this, I've shown it to neutrals. Preston fans have contacted me. Never, ever, ever a penalty. Ever. Never a penalty. And uh, Daniel Johnson, too, who hadn't scored a goal in 11 months, put it in the back of the net. Our heads went down. Uh, they scored again three minutes later because we was all over the place. We like we lose the game two one, which I believe if we answer got the answer got that penalty we would have won that. And then mm. got you you know you're going from strength to strength. So it's really set us back. Um and, and like you said, we 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 played Birmingham last week and um they at the post three times. It was one apiece and Birmingham aren't a good side by any stretch. So it looked like yeah. Has been knocked out, and then last night we played West Brom away. And again, West Brom are not electric. I mean, we drew with them down here one apiece, and we should have beat them. Um, and they hit the post three times, so you know, it didn't really tell the proper story that score line last night. Yeah, fair enough. So, hopefully, if we are a little bit, you know, we have a shooting boots on, we might be able to get a couple of goals. We'll see how that goes on. Um, I mentioned there earlier, in fact, no, before I get onto that, I do want to talk about your managers. Obviously, it's a you can tell the story of a turbulent season when you've had three different managers. Um, obviously, Richardson, Torrey, and Maloney. What what went wrong? Because you said, I remember you, when we played you at the DW, as, as you've just told me on, on your own podcast, you were actually unbeaten when we played you. Obviously, we then won the game comfortably. Did it go wrong from there? Is it kind of sort of like that result knocked the stuffing out of you, then it went wrong? Like What went wrong under the first manager? Um, nothing, really. We just got found out a little bit because we've come up as League One champions, full of confidence. Uh, last season, we, we, we just... We were too strong for, for the sides in League One. That's we sort of bullied our way to the title. But you're in, you're in a different division, better quality players, so you have to be a little bit cuter, you have to be a little bit faster. Uh, you have to bring in one or two quality players. We didn't recruit at all in the summer. Ryan Niambe and Nathan Broder were the only two players who, who came in and featured on a regular basis. One was a um, a, a right-back, and, and the other lad, Nathan Broder, has been sold down to Ipswich back in League One, so that short shows the sort of quality that we brought in. And we got found out a little bit, uh, but we're still battling. We're still battling. I mean, we, you you were the only side that really did a job on us. Uh, we was in every game. We were very difficult to beat. 
but we went to Coventry and uh, on on a, a Wednesday night and, and we lost two nil. I mean. That wasn't no disgrace in that because uh, Jockery's up front for Coventry. I mean, he he, yeah. he run the game, you know, and he's he's a Premier League striker in all but name. Uh, but there was the usual Twitter storm that followed and uh, get rid of this manager is clueless, all this sort of stuff going on, you know. And and it wasn't that. And unfortunately, we we have new owners and they're not experienced and um, they reacted and sadly and Richardson. So we find ourselves without a manager. Uh, and I thought to myself, well, the reason they give for sacking Richardson was we we don't want to uh, get relegated. We, we want to, you know, we're frightened of losing our place in the championship. So we've, we've had to make a decision to get rid and bring somebody else in. So you're thinking, ah, fair enough. Then if they're going to do that, who's this experienced manager they're going to bring in? And Chris Wilder was interviewed. Uh, Mick McCarthy was interviewed. Not that I'd want Mick McCarthy by any stretch. Uh, Neil Critchley was interviewed. Not that I wanted Neil Critchley either. Rob Edwards was interviewed. So, But you've got a, a crop of experienced managers there who's, who's yeah. sort of done okay. And then straight out of left field comes Colo Toure. And we're like, who? Well, we know who he is. <laughs> yeah. We know who he is. It was a centre-half for, for City, Liverpool and Arsenal. But as a coach, as a manager, I didn't even, I didn't know where he where he'd been, what his history was, until you read up on him. And he brought in two two assistants. Uh, he brought in a, a fellow called Kevin Betsy, who'd been Crawley Town manager for four weeks and got sacked. And the rest of the time, he'd been working with the kids at England. When I say kids, I mean under fifteens and sixteens. Mm. And he brought in this other guy uh, from Leicester City, who'd got his coaching certificates through a community program. He'd not even been a professional football. He'd not been in the game. He was only 27. And he was te- he was coaching under-14s in schools. So suddenly, you, you, you know, you're bringing these in. And it was a recipe for disaster, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. We were awful. We were we lost three games on the trot 4-1. Now, after the first game, they don't make any changes. That, for me, tells me straight away, this manager is useless. Because he, I can take it happening once, but then, then you change the system around. But they didn't. Three times, and it, they weren't great. All right, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. Apart from Burnley, Middlesbrough is the best side I've seen. But Sunderland, I mean, come on, Sunderland and Hull City as well. You know, so they're not like teams right at the top of the table. Mm. But on the trot, four one, four one, four one. Um, so the writing was on the wall for two uh, uh, from from week one. Really, <laughs> I, I, it's the worst appointment in our history, I think. Apart from yeah, Warren what, Joyce. Why were you so bad? Under Torre, then, like, what were you like on the pitch? Were you just, just no plan, just couldn't defend, couldn't score, or a bit of everything? Wide open, we were wide yeah. open. Um, it was, um, keep the ball at the back, knock it around, dribble it out. Um, you, you're talking to lads here, Curtis Tilt. I don't know if you, if you remember Curtis Tilt, he's not been playing recently. Mm. We're six foot three, six foot four, donkey of a centre half. Plays with his art. That's that's where his attributes are. His his passion for the club, not his uh, you know his skills on, on on not his Franz Beckenbauer Im- imitations on on the floor. You know, and we were getting found out. We were losing possession uh, on the edge of our own box, and teams were capitalising and scoring goals off it. Yeah. But we were doing the same thing week in week out, week in week out. Uh, Attacking, we were attacking with one player. There were no bodies in the box. We couldn't score and we couldn't defend. So we end up losing games. I think uh, the majority of our goals were coming from set pieces, the ones that we did get, you know. So 
I think that tells you a lot about your team as well. You know, it, you've got no creative quality if you're scoring all your goals from set pieces because there's nothing happening during the course of the game. And that's how we were. Yeah, that's pretty much us on the dice, really. Well, the set piece thing, not the wide open thing, that's complete opposite. But um, yeah, the lack of creativity and, and the most goals coming from set pieces. Um, it's interesting you talked about there playing it out from the back because it seems to be the, the correct. I'm using for those listed on the podcast inverted commas uh, correct way of playing football uh, these days. Burnley do it, uh, but we've only really been caught out once this season by doing it, and that was um, a bit of a debate, a, a bit of a bad pass from Yorich, um, and a bit of a bad touch from Cullen, and then Blackpool scored. It's always Blackpool, it's always Blackpool. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you need the right place to do it, and I think we've brought in the right place to be able to do that. Um, Bayer, as you just said there, you mentioned Beckenbauer. Our nickname for Bayer is Beckham Bayer because he plays like that. It, it can come out with the ball, and and he's German, so that helps. Um, yeah. But it, it comes out with the ball. He beats the press, and he's fantastic on the ball. Taylor Harewood Bellis, oh sorry. I get shouted at for calling him Taylor Harwood Bellis. Taylor Harwood Bellis. Um, he can do it as well. He's currently injured at the minute, though. Um, and I don't think we'll see much of him at the minute. And a new signing, Ekdal. He came in in January. He can do it as well. So you need certain types of players because we play like that, like I said, but we have the players to be able to do it. But we had to sign new players to do that. Um, I don't think Tarky and Ben Mee uh, are, are suited playing like that. Obviously, manager now then, Sean Maloney. What's the difference between uh, the Wigan side under Torre and Richardson? compared to the Wigan side now? Uh, well, it was, was set up differently uh, for a start at the back. Um, Sean Malone is playing the ball out from, back, from the back as well. But, <laughs> but it's not kamikaze football. I mean, there is a difference in there between playing the ball out and being kamikaze on the ball. Uh, yeah. So he's changed that round. Um, we, we are struggling a little bit. For, I've got to mention this. We're struggling a little bit for defenders. We signed Martin Kelly on loan from West Brom, played away at Blackburn for us absolutely outstanding. He played like a Premier League footballer, got man of the match. Unfortunately, in the dying moments, he twisted his knee and done his ACL. So he's out now for a year. Um, With Jack Watmore, he struggled all season. He's our Bobby Moore, great centre-half, come up, you know, with us last season, uh, player of the uh, year last year. Fantastic player. He's just got injured. So centre-half out. Uh, Jason Kerr, who's a Quality centre-half, lacks a bit of pace, but his quality. He's done his ACL. So we're really struggling at centre-back. We brought in Stephen yeah. Corker, but he, he doesn't seem up to speed, to be honest. So he's he's been on the bench for most of the games. We've got two young lads playing at the back now. We've got uh, Charlie Hughes, come through the ranks, been with us since he was 13. Um, he, he's 19 years of age, come up from the youth team. He's playing in the youth team earlier this season. Sticked his claim, took his chance really well, and we've got a guy, a young guy, twenty-year-old from uh, Arsenal, Rekic. He's been, he was on loan somewhere in in Holland. He's he's Dutch, Omar Rekic, um, and uh, total lack of experience between the pair of them. So we're yeah. struggling with it, and we've got a we've got a um, a full-back play in the other of the three uh, defenders at the back, the three centre backs. So we've got two young kids and a, and a full-back playing as three centre-halves. But they're, look, they're looking all right. They're, they're not taking like, the chances. They're, they're knocking the ball about between themselves, but but getting rid when they need to get rid. So we're not getting yeah. cork out as much. Um, up front, we're playing with three. We play with the three, uh, one through the middle, two supporting, floating about. Unfortunately, Callum Lang's been out for a couple of games, so we've really missed him. But we've got Sinane, who was, we got him on loan from Norwich. He was at Uddersfield last season, had a good season with, with Uddersfield. Not quite 
hit the ice. There's no end product to him at the moment. So he's, he's quite busy on the ball quite a lot, but tends to go down blind alleys. Ashley Fletcher, we've got him playing up as, a, as, as the league guy up front. Um, scored two goals in five games now. But them's the only two goals he scored all season. So he's not, he's, he's come in and, he, you know, you, you need him to, to be scored in double figures, really. And he's nowhere near yeah. that. Will Keane's it's a, a bit of a dry, dry, dry spell. Um, and he's been in and out of the team recently as well. So he, he plays number 10. But it's, uh, we're playing with wing backs fast, fast moving. If, if you catch your mind back to when Roberto Martinez was the manager at Wigan Athletic and what he was like at Everton and what he was like with Belgium, we're exactly the same as that. That's how we set up and that's how we, we go into games and that's how we try and play that sort of system. Yeah, interesting, interesting. It's interesting to hear the, the makeshift defence because I'm, I'm, I'm there thinking you've got two inexperienced young lads there, how they're going to do against the likes of Ashley Barnes who, who will try and wind them up, who will try and you know get a few digs in there and then we'll just... Just when you think, oh, you get a bit of respite, you've got Teller running past you on the wing and Zorori running past you on another wing. So it's going to be interesting with that. It, we do seem like we're at the stage of the season where a lot of teams are struggling with injuries. Burnley, for example, I've just mentioned Martson. Brownhill's probably going to be out. Edward Bellis is out. Jay Rodriguez is out. Benson is out. Um, and they're all first-team players. So, you know, we've got those issues as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how I think both teams line up on Saturday um, and I know I've mentioned it already, and this will be the last time I do mention the league table, um, but you're currently bottom. Um, and you three at the bottom, you've got yourselves, Blackpool and Huddersfield, all currently on the same points, all on 32. So you are all currently six points adrift of Cardiff, who won on Saturday, and that was probably a bit of a blow for you three, obviously beating Bristol City, I think it was. Then you've got QPR, who were top at one point. I'm so, they are in absolute free fall on 39, then Birmingham on 39, Rotherham on 40, then you've got your Swansies and your Stokes and, and Reddings who are on 43 and 44, respectively, probably a little bit too high. Do you think you can get out of it or do you think you are done? Um, the bottom three are relegated, I'd say, without any shadow of a doubt. Uh, if you think about the points that you will probably need to stay up, I mean, Cardiff, are they going to, uh, Cardiff, are they going to get another seven points in the final uh, 11 games? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Because it's a bit of form. So that, that takes them to 45. So then we've got to, all three of us down there, have got to pick 13 points up when we've picked 32 out from 35 games. I mean, it's a massive ask. It's massive. Yeah. And I just don't think any of those clubs have got in them. A Blackpool can't, don't seem to be able to score. Huddersfield are shocking. They're, they're, yeah, they're the terrible. worst side I've seen, uh, apart from us. And, and we're shocking, you know. I mean, we might we might pick a couple of wins up here and there. We've got QPR after the international break. We've got Rotherham last game of the season. But I wouldn't like to think I'm going into that last game needing something against Rotherham because mm. they're just a team of battlers, aren't they? They're, you know, the big, the strong. They, they'll kick you off the pitch if they need to. So so you don't want to be going into that game like that. I, I, I think the writing's on the wall for the bottom three. And, uh, you know, if I'm being honest with you, I'm looking ahead to next season and thinking... You know, can we bounce straight back again? Because yeah. we are that that your your team now. We are we are what Rotherham used to be. We are League One Championship, League One Championship. Um, so can we do it? That's that's where I'm looking, and it pains me to say that really. But yeah. I, I just wanted a season where we could hold our own up. You know, in in, in this division and uh, without without having any heart attacks <laughs> because because that's what it is. I mean, like. <clears throat> You're saying about Burnley now, you know, you're comfortably promoted, but 
you're still you're talking like you're having a bit of a wobble with a, a goal of straw away at Blackpool. So you know <laughs> yeah. what the pressure's like when you yeah. just got to get over that line. And and it's it's the same last season for us when we was go, you know very close to nicking the title. It, it got hurry, and this season's been dreadful. So I just want a season where you know it can enjoy my football. We're mid table, but I'd sooner that be in the in the championship than than in League One. Yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Um, you meant you mentioned you reeled out some players earlier and told me who would potentially be playing where in your centre backs in your forwards. Um, have you got any players that we should be looking out for that could that could probably hurt us? Uh, who's most likely to hurt us on Saturday if anyone is? Um, well, I mentioned Charlie Hughes. He's a good lad mm. to, to look look at because he's nineteen and it's his first season. This he's he's played about eight games now. Uh, and he's really good. It's, it tends to tire late in games, and it's, it's sloppy passes. But and you say there about Ashley Burns, he'll stand up to Ashley Burns. He'll have mm. that physical battle with him at nineteen, and he's he's about six foot two, and he's a big lad, and he will he'll relish that. Uh, so I've no no worries there. So he's one just to have a look at because he's because he's a, a bit of quality about him. And then we've got Tello Asgard, who's he's got he's got. Like the um, he's got his ear in a bun and he's he, he's a bit he's a bit flash. He's very good on the ball. He's only twenty. Uh, he's one for the future. Again, come through our, through our academy. Uh, the Norwegian scouser. You know, he's uh, his mum and dad are a Norwegian, but he's over here because they play in the Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. So so that's what he's right. doing over in England. Uh, but he's he, he is a very talented player, and we've got. I hope for him for the future. Um, and Lange, if Lange is fit for Saturday, he'll just run at you. This is what we need. We need somebody head down, you know, and, and prepared to turn and, and, and drive into the box. Uh, so, so they'll be the three for me that I pick out. Yeah, fair enough. Let's let's look at the game then, the actual game itself. Obviously, you'll be seen as a tough game. Um, we've just played a team. We've just played two teams down there, um, as I've said earlier in the intro. Um, one went very well for us. One didn't go as well for us. How are you expecting to set up against us? Do you think you'll look at how Blackpool have done it and just sit behind the ball, or do you think you'll continue doing what you've been doing for the last few games? I think we'll we'll play the way we have been, which is, is trying to play tight, you know, press, play tight, get possession. With 72% possession against Birmingham, we, we'd, I think we are about 60% against Preston. Uh, last mm. night it was we was in the I forties, uh, but we like we like to be on the ball because um, if we've got it, you know you've not got it. So I think that's that's yeah. the philosophy behind that. We we don't tend to take any risks. We're not brave. We don't you know we're not looking to to throw loads of men into the box, which to be honest with you, we should be doing because we need wins. That's the only thing that get us out of this mess, and you're not going to get them. You know, being being nervous and cautious. Uh, but obviously we're coming up against the class side, a Premier League side, so we're going to have to be a little bit within ourselves, going to have to battle. Um, and I, I don't think it'll change the formation and we'll carry on playing the way we have. And so, like you said there before about, you know, the first hour um, being pivotal, but I think I don't think we'll uh, go an hour without conceding, if I'm being perfectly honest. I can see you being too up by half-time. Yeah, well, to be honest, I went into the Huddersfield game with Warnock being freshly appointed there, thinking, oh, it's going to be tight. Warnock will make it a tight game. He'll make it a slog. 
it's going to be nil nil at half time. I think we'll three nil up after about twenty five minutes, and then and then we just took his foot off the gas. But then I went into the Blackpool game thinking, yeah, we'll beat these. They're poor. Look at how played how well we played against Huddersfield. And then that was that was the slog. Mick McCarthy turned that into the slog. Um, so yeah, it's, I think I think having listened to your centre back issues, I think we might be able to capitalise on that. Um, I do still think we'll have enough. Um, as I said on your show, I just. I do worry that at the minute injuries are catching up with us and a lot of games, the amount of games that we've played recently is catching up with us. But the fact that we just had a week off and you haven't, I think we'll play into our hands. So my prediction is going to be 2-0. I think we'll win 2-0. What about you, Barry? What, what are you predicting? Um, I think this could be the game where we fall apart. and It wouldn't, surpri- it wouldn't surprise me if it was 1-0. It wouldn't surprise me if it were 5-0, if I'm being honest. Um, anywhere in between that. Uh, I, I can't see a scoring because, we're, like I said, we're not brave enough to, to, to make that movement into the box. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go for a mediocre 3-0. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure every Burnley fan would take it. I'd take that, um, especially if Sheffield United struggle this weekend as well, as do Middlesbrough. If we get the gap to 20 points, that's a nice cushion. That will stop these Burnley fans. Because I, I couldn't believe it. We, we drew against Blackpool, and I've been saying pretty much since end of January that we're up. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, well, Middlesbrough have won. Now it's only 17 points when it was 19 or whatever it is. I was like, why are people even looking at that gap, really? Like, I, I worked with a Burnley fan who was on who was on shift with me last night, and he was sort of like saying, we need to beat Wigan on Saturday. We need to get back on track for promotion. If we don't win on Saturday, I, I really worry for us. I'm like, buddy, we're, we're 17 points clear. Like, we are not. It's not going to slip. The only thing that may potentially slip is the title. But even now, I'm not worried about Sheffield United at all. Like The way that they're playing compared to us. And I, I never sound this confident. The people who, who've been listening to this podcast for the last three years will know I very I've I would sit on the fence if I could. I would normally say, oh, one, one, but I'm just we're just so good at the minute. We're just so good. We are gonna go up and we are gonna win the league. And I've said yeah. it a million times. You can clip it and share it. We're gonna win the league. The last time we came to, to, to was uh, 2014 and we lost 2-0 and you went up that season, if you remember. Yes, I do remember. Um <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh so yeah, Volks were playing for you back Monday? then. Was it Easter Monday? Yeah, I think it was. It was April, yeah. weren't it? Was it Sam Volks? Yeah. Yeah, Sam Box with a header. Yeah. Yeah. Legend Sam. Oh, great player. Great player. Yeah. 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 He's at, Sam. Where is he now? Wickham. Is he still at Wickham? He was yeah. he went he left us, went to Stoke, didn't do well at Stoke. Um, but I think at Wickham he's he's kind of found his sort of like new level, obviously yeah. League One. Um don't think they're doing that well this year though, are they? Um normally they do quite well in that league. They're about eighth, I think. Oh, are they right? I, I, I thought, I thought yeah. they were a bit further down if I'll be oh, honest I'm, with you. I'm keeping my eye on League One now at the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, but Barry, that's it for me. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been absolutely It's always a good chat with you, Barry. I enjoy it. It's a shame that you're probably going to go down. I'll say the same to you that I said to the Blackpool fan at the week. If if we were staying in the championship, I would I would want all three of the teams currently in the bottom three to stay up simply because it's a close away day. Mm. Like I yeah. don't want you boys to go down if we were in the championship and then somebody like Plymouth come up. It's mm. just it's and Plymouth and Ipswich, I think they're both fighting for it. Like I don't want that. I just mean it's not going to affect me because I'm going to be in the Prem. But if I wasn't, I, I would want all three to stay up. Maybe yeah. not Blackpool if I were going to be pushed into a decision. Um, but def- definitely yourselves and others feel. But um it, it's a shame. Um, but you never know, like you said. We might get each other in the cup. You could bounce back straight away. Um, fingers crossed we don't go the other way and bounce back, but you never know. But um, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and, and your shows and your and your podcasts? Yeah, we're on uh, all your podcast providers. Probably the best 
place to catch us is on Twitter. We usually host on a Wednesday, but because we've got a, a fans forum on Wednesday this week, we're going to be out Thursday evening, roughly 9.30 to 10 o'clock when it'll be uh, hitting the airwaves. Excellent, Barry. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. Sorry, go on. At, sorry, yeah. At <laughs> PWU Podcast. That's yeah, where we are. There you go. Got yeah, that, we'll make sure to check out the podcast um, because, as Barry says, I'll be there on Thursday. Um, so be sure to check it out and give, and give them a like if you want some uh, Wigan Athletic content. But thank you very much for coming on the show, Barry. It's been a pleasure. And um, we'll see you soon, hopefully. Yep. Cheers, Joe. And best of luck Kurt, next season in the Premier League. Thank you, Barry. Appreciate that. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.